your baby Schmidt. We are? Okay. Okay, can you count us in so I can know where to start? Thank you. You're a delight. Welcome to 12 Questions. Hey, guys. How is it going? Hi. How is it going? Hello. Things are actually... I'm in a fucking dope mood. I'm going to introduce okay. our guest. I'm going to tell you some gifts of recovery shit that happened to me this weekend. Yes. I fucking had the best week. Unwrap these gifts, please. Uh, um, unwrap them. Uh, today, I'm joined here by... Alex Young. Alex Young. And our guest, who basically, very funny, um, like sort of like 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 double dog dared us to have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get Mac over a while that he comes yes. back at us and be like, I dare you to have I me. Dare <laughs> you. Uh it's a, it's the lovely Mac Cole. Hi. Hey, what's, what's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on this, by the way. Yeah, nice. we're super excited to have you. Um, you're one of my favorites. You've always been a supporter, and a you, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. definitely you're one of the reasons why I'm good at comedy because you put me that in front of audiences. Such a lie! Such a lie! I've done nothing but been horrible to you. You are a sweet, sweet person. There is uh, the best thing about Orange County comics is they're always like we're the mean and we're this and we're that and just fucking teddy bears. Yeah, <laughs> and like the most supportive, beautiful people. In fact, well. The one time I was like almost in a scary hashtag me too situation at the comedy store, it was like Tom and Keith and a bunch of like, I think Tony Alfano, I can't remember, but there was just like a bunch of like dudes who were shaped like thumbs that suddenly just like, (laughs) like we're like, leave her alone. (laughs) You had an Orange County offensive line block. Basically. I remember that story. I wish I was there that night. That would have gotten hoof. Yeah, it would have been. It would have. They were all like, their uniform is all flannel. Yeah, basically, it was a lot of agitated. Uh, stocky men in, in flannel fucking oh, yelling beautiful. all at once. It was kind of delightful. Um, but that's what love is, man. Uh-huh. Uh, how are you doing, Matt? How's doing your... actually really good right now. You had yeah. a big night last night. I did? Yeah, you told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night, well, last night was like an emotional night for me, actually. It was emotional. Dude, I was texting you about it, remember? Oh, no, last yes. night. Yes, I, I completed... My last court-ordered class. For yeah. My, uh, yeah, so you're was, cured now. Yay. Yeah, is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> you, sit, you sit in a windowless room with 20 people for two hours for an entire year, once Ugh. a week, and now you know you're cured. They used yeah. to hire comedians to teach DUI classes. I do, why do they stop doing that? I that would have been so much better. I would crush Great it. Great riffing, you know. Yeah, I would have a good time. I would good have a pay, really good time. you get all the Red Bulls you can drink. Oh, dude, I can't touch that stuff. <laughs> no. Oh, really? No, just... Oh, my God. I had, I, I actually, uh, so this, so last Sunday, not this, sun, the, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before I turned 36, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so old. And my uh, dude took me to the Playboy Jazz Festival, which sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. It sounds where you meet other old people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Like it's old cella. It's, it's old cella. <laughs> it's the picnic Olympics. Old it is everything. It's people of all ages and all races, colors, and creeds. Like well, yeah, I, it's jazz. Yeah, I saw <laughs> this woman like in a full on like like suit like stretch pant, but like a, a crop top that said Compton. And we turn around and she's going. There's this like old white dude in like a bright 
pink like polo tucked into his khakis and she's going go pink shirt go pink shirt <laughs> drop it drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot and he fully twerked it was the what? cutest shit. i was like this is what america needs this is and, how you make america great and again then cor- and then he corrected her later it's actually a salmon colored shirt like, yeah, yeah. no it was <laughs> the pinkest shirt and Stuart turned around i start laughing and then her friends are laughing at me laughing and he goes that guy looks like my dad and they were like you're so funny it was the, the funniest thing but um and then we went to this like concert uh earlier later in the week uh Stuart's um uh cousin plays in these like african roots bands things anyway he's I touring all over the country it was like really amazing and um and then my homeboy who's in the program called me up and he was like hey girl uh do you want to go uh to Vegas for the weekend with me and meet JLo. And I was what? like, uh, yes, like a, a tiny 12 year old youth, like a, like a, a tiny Latina girl woke up in me and was like, Oh my God. Yes. So we like, we <laughs> JLo, 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 JLo. Right. So like we went like to from v- the block. Yeah. From, Jenny from the block, the whole thing, all of it. So we get there and like, he has a sting at the four seasons. He like looks at my nails and he is like, girl, your nails are gross. That's, I saw the picture of the private jet. That's what was up. We rode a fucking private jet. Baby's first uh, PJ. Got my, like rode a private jet, stayed at the four seasons, stayed in my own suite. Dude, I saw that little Instagram video. It was and I was like, "Who books this?" I yeah. was so fucking. Bo- I know a bunch of a bunch of comics texted me. They were like, "Why the what the fuck are you doing?" And how the fuck are you? I was like, "It's yeah. not comedy related. Don't get don't get any feels. Don't catch any feelings about this. This is literally." We went to. Um, we went to the show. By the way, if you ever have a chance, it's on hiatus now. But if we were, if you ever have a chance to see Jennifer Lopez in concert, holy fucking shit still got it and we were so we were i was as close as close to you it, that's how close she was is really? ah. this distance yeah so just, she would like just smelling her just... you literally you could smell her literally smell the spanx smell yeah, the yeah. spanx you could see that like her some of her bodysuit was like dying under the stress of her ass like <laughs> it was oh yeah it was crazy and she like she it, she does all the hits up top like at one point like a subway that's car it. comes out so she could what? do jenny on the block like it's fucking a goddamn subway a on subway, stage subway car uh it's crazy dancers and then she gets to a point I kid you not it's so cheesy I'm just laughing because she gets a subway I can't even get him to build a light at the Bray Improv I, yeah, no 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 light no it's like she she gets the subway she gets it the whole time I turned to him and I was like I need to get my fucking shit together like I need to I just kept looking at him he's like why is it like her body or her this I was like it's her everything she's 48 this is her life like I have oh, to fucking great. get it together and then in the middle of the show there's like she she does some covers and those covers, she comes out like fucking James Brown and even fully has like a breakdown in the middle of the song and they put a robe on her and she gets oh. up, she throws the robe off. So you're, you're having a good time, but there was some white chick in the audience yelling cultural appropriation. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. For sure. Blogging live. Well, yeah, were, like, oh my God, you'll love this. This is a funny moment. Shout out to uh, our friends in Fresno because you and I go out to Fresno a lot. Love me some Fresno. Head to Chico's, we love you. So uh, this, she's going around, She's like, where are my New Yorkers? And they, she's like, where are you from, honey? And he's like, Mexico City. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, where, where are you from? California. Okay, where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts. And then this one guy, he goes, she goes, where are you from? And he goes, Fresno. And she just goes, <laughs> And then she goes, <laughs> I was 
oh my god oh my god so then oh my god oh my god so so then she has she does the james brown thing and then they do the, like the new stuff from the new album also incredible very funny my new anthem is i ain't your mama that's my new anthem i ain't your mama don't get confused mm-hmm. just because i gave you a ride i don't owe you shit hey. and then um and then uh we go up to meet her so they usher us away and we're in like the waiting room of her dressing room. Her dressing room has uh, like a living room element and we're in there wow. and I'm eating all the free snacks I can get. And then it turned into this like behind the candelabra situation where all these people are like in sequence. But then there was like a cowboy, like a real lonesome dub ass cowboy, like pouring shots out of a flask. And I was like, does everybody else see that cowboy or am I hallucinating? They were like, oh, he's the production manager. And I met, I, we met all these people and then she comes out and the only thing I'd been told about her was not to make direct eye contact with her. Okay. And <laughs> so, um, and now I understand why. So she comes out and she like turns and she like looks at me and she gives me this like up and down look because I'm real cute that night. She gives me this up and down look. And I was like, <gasps> and Jared goes, did you see J-Lo giving you the side hey. And I was like, oh. That means I think I'm blessed. I uh-huh. think that's what yeah. happened. I'm now better than everyone. Hello. You are. You she are. She doesn't want anybody to make eye contact with. Her. Well, that's what I was told by somebody like who so knows like a bunch her of hairdresser. Like, just like looking down the whole time. Well, here's here's yeah. you got a problem with that. Yeah. You got this a problem is, with J Lo. This is what happens. So then they like they she goes down to do the meet and greet, and then they're like, "Do you want to do the meet and greet?" I was like, oh. "So they we go down, and they cut us in line, and we take the picture." And I'm all nervous for some reason. Like, I haven't met famous people before. Like, I met, like, Snoop Dogg. Well, not J-Lo like, famous. Not J-Lo. Not, not, not yeah. Private Jet the Thank Vegas famous. Yeah. so yeah. much. She is a other level. Like, I've met famous people, but I ain't never met J-Lo. Like, yeah. that's like, like, J-Lo, Beyonce. That's like a whole other class, right? Yeah. So, upper echelon. Upper echelon famous. And so we walk up, we take the picture, and I'm like, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. And I turn to her, and I look at her like this, and I go... You're an inspiration. <laughs> with the intensity, like I had stolen her soul with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I get why no one can make eye contact with her. Because yeah. <laughs> if you do, you lose your fucking mind. Yeah. It's like that light off of uh, Men in Black. You just forget who you I are. I <laughs> totally forgot who I was. I was like, <gasps> like, I was such a fucking idiot. And so my you next. Were like the third season of In Loving Color, when you came out as one of the fly girls, was one of the best moments of my life. Well, because I didn't realize I hadn't seen like brown women on TV until her. And then I was like, well, I mean, like Rosie Perez, right? And then, oh, yeah. Like, like, so a good representation of brown women then. Well, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I hadn't, there's something about J-Lo that like just struck a chord and I fucking lost my shit. Anyway, I've been trying to, my goal for the next month is to do that story on stage in a way that's like, not a rambling crazy tale. <laughs> no, you got all the details in. I felt good about yeah, it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was entertained. <laughs> but it's just so funny to me. Like, I told that story to Stuart. He laughed so hard he fell off the bed. Yeah. He that's... was like, that's the fight. You looked at her and you were like, you're an inspiration. And I was like, yeah. Like, that's slobbering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a little troll. It's just like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, because next to Jayla, what am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> like anyway. Um, Oh, that's funny. That, so, that, that is Beyonce's you, only competition, like, is J-Lo. I, like, those are just god goddesses. It was two and a half hours, man. That show was so fucking long. That's it was so long you show. were exhausted. Two and a half hours? Was there, the did she have top. an opener, or was it her doing all two and a half hours? All two and a half. 
Were there like big Damn. breaks in between songs? Did they get like they, an entire streetcar on stage? <laughs> they yeah. did. Yeah, they had some the dance. Power of the electric electric grid to get the subway train. Yeah, out there. yeah, they had to have like some dance breaks in there for costume changes. But in general, like they just you could see that because I was close enough to see that they had like layered costumes and stuff. So she would have like full costume reveals mid song. Like it was the it was I I like drag shows. It was a f- like. Uh, the best drag show I'd ever been to. It was really amazing. So on a scale of J-Lo to Ivy Winters, where were <gasps> we on this one? Oh, you know drag. Ivy Winters. Oh my gosh. Where would I be on that one? I would say, mm, let me see. Um, Latrice Royale. That's, <laughs> That's where I would be like, fucking chicken, two piece in a biscuit. Fucking if Jesus was a biscuit shit. It was really, really good. It was really, really fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is, anyway, gifts of recovery. That's what happens when you're a homeboy who's in the program who's like doing really well. And, and here's what I can say. Who the fuck goes to Vegas and drinks? Because I had to go home and sleep. Just from the amount of sodium oh, I, I took in. Too many Vegas stories. I've lost. It took me 10 years to get a bachelor's degree because of. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Just from the room service alone, I was like, I need to go. I was like, I need to drink a kombucha and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you how you have a liver after that. Oh, I, I don't, I think. Is it, <laughs> because they were shouting. I, I did 15 yards hard drinking before I, I stopped. Well, let's so. hear all about it. Let's yeah. hear all about it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Vegas trips or just in general? Well, well, just in general, I love your DOI story. It's pretty it's, funny. It's pretty ridiculous, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's hear uh, that yeah. one, buddy. So it's two DUIs within the course of ah. a year. All in the same city, technically the same arresting officer. Really? Yeah, so that's Did he see you the hilarious. second time and he was just like, this uh, motherfucker? My, it was, well, the second time, is it's, it's a bit involved in, it involves an Uber driver calling the police on me. What? Yeah. You what? got a DUI in an Uber? No, well, no, no, because no, uh, it's, all right, so okay. we'll skip to the second time. I had this is I, I had not gone sober at this point because uh, my first my well first DUI so was first, actually you gotta first, tell the first one. All right, yes. the first okay. one was a wet reckless. Uh, it was after a Christmas party. I had a couple of drinks. Wait, what work. is a wet reckless? It's below so, a point oh eight, but it's, they, it's yeah. still considered. They felt you were intoxicated enough, but you didn't. So it's you, a it, shmi-ui. In Orange County, mm. it's a slap on the wrist. It was like one of the mothers <laughs> against driving classes, like three hours of like DUI courses, a couple fines to pay, mm-hmm. and that was it. Okay. Where did so, they catch you? Um, they, I got arrested my first wet reckless, literally coming out of an Arby's drive-thru. <laughs> 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 For a listener that don't know Mako, he's like Santa on vacation. It's great. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I'm actually a lot less you've now than I was. Yeah, you've lost a ton of weight. Yeah, a ton I'm, of I'm weight. down you about 40. Thank you. I still got a lot to go. You look good. It was Ralphie okay. Went, and then I'm like, all right, I got to get serious. Yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like the Arby's was in your bottom. Like. Well, the, the reason I was there is just that day I had gotten the mail, and I found a coupon for, a, it was a coupon for two beef and cheddars. Solid. Like, so like, I went there, and literally I got rolled up on, and I went to jail for 35 minutes, processed and released, and then kicked out, and then nothing really bad happened. And so then, cops are just posted up at Arby's just shooting well, fish in a barrel? Like, what's going they're on? Just post, there are the, parts of Orange County that are just kind of like DUI mosh pits. And Bray, mm. right by the Bray Improv. Right like by, one yeah. of the biggest ones in yeah. Orange County. Wow. Because that's all there. After, like, I think it's after 6 p.m. After high PM yeah. ends is when they're full DUI, let's get them arrested mode. Well, so, like wow. the sound of just outside of the Bray Improv on a Saturday night is, what? Like that's the whole like it's just it sounds like coyotes, but it's really just drunk women. It's great. 
Which you wouldn't think, because Downtown Bray is more of like a kids area. They got like a Farrell's ice cream parlor and all the other right. stuff. Right. Uh, uh-huh. But at night it goes, yeah. that's when the kids are at the babysitter yeah. and people nice. go off. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the yard house and get appetizers. Yes. Yeah. Like Melanie's bit. If I order a fries, will you share a fry? You, you'll have a fry, won't you? You'll eat a fry. No, these, these Mexican chicks are eating fries. <laughs> yeah, 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 the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. eating all the fries. Yes. <laughs> it's not Huntington Beach. It's like a completely different. Anyway, so. Wet Reckless Arby's. Wet Reckless Arby's. Arby's. Yeah, Arby's. Uh, like I said, minimal penalty mm-hmm. so it didn't really shake up my life enough to where i'm like all right this is this isn't really a rock bottom yeah mm-hmm. it's just like a little stepping stone and and then for a little while there i was like well i'm not drinking i'm not doing anything and then because habits are formed you mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. I, I started getting back into it a couple months later drinking and and eventually getting behind actually no that's i wasn't drinking and driving at all uh, i would uber places but i was still getting like super wasted when i would uber mm-hmm. which led to my second one i uber to a wedding which open bar, and then I Uber to the bar everyone went to afterwards, and then I Uber to the Bray Improv to meet up with some people. Uh, we have like this weird fan base in Orange County called I don't know should I tell you anyway yeah Na- talk yeah. about it fuck Na- it Naughty OC it's a giant yeah, yeah, yeah. community they, mm-hmm. they come see us they come out to support our shows and yeah, then they take us great. out afterwards yeah. they're actually a lot of fun they're uh, super hey. fun actually <laughs> yeah they are uh, and then so they took us to the yard house next door from there from there. <laughs> But from there, I was able to get an Uber home when I got home, and the guy didn't want to stop off at whatever the, the drive through was. He goes, oh, I got another ride to pick up. So I got out of the car. I felt out because you know how dumb you can get when you're wasted. I'm like, oh, yeah. get the drive. Full adrenaline. Yeah. So he sees me going to pick up. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go get food. Do you want to get me food? He goes, if you get in your car, I have to call the police. I'm like, you're not going to do that. <gasps> so I got my car. I went. You saved your life. Well, I, then I drove to the place I was going. I ate there. I came home and like two blocks from hold, I got like rolled up on by like four cop cars. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got pulled up. Like it was like one of those situations. You don't have where Grubhub? <laughs> this no, is no, this is fuck Grubhub. This is Orange County note, I, two years I, ago. I can't stand Grubhub. Oh, or, anyway, or, go, or go, DoorDash or Uber Eats. Yeah. None of that was yeah, really yeah. in Orange County two oh, years ago. Oh yeah, you're right. So I mean, Sorry, it's, they I'm, just got Uber. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had Uber, but Lyft had just got into. Yeah, the Lyft had just got yeah. in the area. Yeah. So yeah, it, it looked like one of those things. Like yeah. I'm just lucky they didn't like pull out like the the helicopter because that would have been a lot more expensive than what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and do you have to pay for the helicopter? You have to pay for everything. Yeah, there's. There's certain restitutions you have to pay. I found dude, this. This is the most yeah. expensive, uh, like mistake that's ever happened in my life. I'm just under right now twenty three thousand dollars for the Ooh. whole thing. So yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's a ten thousand. That's what somebody called it a ten thousand dollar Uber ride to get a yeah. DUI. Somebody said uh, uh, Uber actually stands for uh, or DUI stands for like didn't Uber it or something. Didn't Uber it. Yeah, yeah. that's what the yeah. judge was trying to say. Mm-hmm. So from there, I uh, I didn't even contest it. I, I knew where I was at. I, I just I said I'll, I'll blow or give blood in the station. I got arrested immediately. And the cop wasn't cool. He actually had, even though it was on oh. the street, he actually had my car impounded. And everything got stolen out of it that night. My cell phone I left in there just in case, and everything oh, got taken out no. of it. I got lucky that they didn't check the consicles. That's where like, I had podcasting equipment. Oh, wow. But they went through like my trunk. Uh, they stole what they could out of there. They left some stuff. So like, I, so they I, stole they out stole, of the, the impound? No, I, probably the tow truck guys or somebody like that. I, dude, they Savages. stole my, my old PA system got stolen out of it. Savages. Yeah, I know. 
So all that oh. got taken out. And then I went to like Brea Jail, which I think is a joke, to be honest. It's the mm. nicest jail I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like even even though they have some bad things, they got like a nice little thing to sit on top of it. They have oh, a jazz take, music they, playing on because the Because they don't yeah, because <laughs> they don't have food, they actually have a takeout menu. They like oh, it's okay. like wow. it's Orange County, they step up their game for that jail. But then from there I went to the Santa Ana Main and that's, that's oh, a different story. Santa yeah. Anna. If I had been there the first time, my life would have been uh, that's a whole just going through the loop and getting processed. I was in and out of jail within about a day and a half okay. so but I didn't stay but lot. still it was enough for me to like oh this is yeah. something I, I don't want to learn how to wash my clothes in toilets that Uber so. driver called the fucking cops dude right yeah. wow but honestly to I'm me sorry, it's, I'm just anti-snitching no, I know it saved your no, life no 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 no, no. Like, it's, it oh. is anti I was going back down a really bad road yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and to me that was the good wake up call because you're right at that point it was me pulling into uh, getting food because that, that was one of the, the jokes the judge made is he needed to send me to Overeaters Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because it's always food related. Oh, Both yeah. Of the yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I was going back down that driving drunk yeah. road. And you, I mean, you, at that point, if I had gone into an accident and killed somebody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd true. be going to jail for a true. minimum of 15 years in California. So it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where not only is it good for me, but it's beneficial that I didn't hurt anybody and I'm not going yeah. to jail. So. Yeah. Yeah. Your rock bottom didn't involve any lives. Yeah, but so that, was a, that was a pretty hefty rock bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. You live in it, so you had to go to all those DUI classes. Uh, yeah, well, the, the the rough part of it was... You had the bracelet. I would see you with the bracelet. <laughs> uh, He'd be doing shows in bars with a bracelet on. <laughs> with an, ex- with an extra sock over it because to make sure there's no spills on it. Yeah. So, so what, what happened from that is uh, because it was where I got arrested, I had to go to the North Court. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll bring this down. Yeah. yeah. No, you're fine. No, you're We're fine. judge in Orange County. Her name, her name is actually Jackie Brown. She's a white lady. Hilarious. Uh, but oh. either it was like her brother or her uncle or somebody closer was killed by a drunk driver. So she's the worst uh. one to go in front of. So I literally yeah. sat like in like a purgatory limbo mode Jackie. for like nine months without like in and out of the courts not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. And then finally I got a guy named Judge Joe Perez. He's a big believer in 12 steps, 12 months. Mm-hmm. During that whole time, uh, I was enrolled in something called the MOST program. It's monitored outpatient, like sobriety treatment. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 expensive, but it, it's to me, it's what took place of me a, going to AA. Okay. Because I know you guys are huge 12-steppers and you like the AA yeah, thing. And I had, I had it's issues not for with everybody. It. I had issues sure. with it. Um, well, at least all the ones I went to. I'm sure yeah. there's some awesome meetings out there. Well, you believe in Satan, Matt Cole? <laughs> Jeez, no. You can believe in Satan as long as you think that Satan is Hold more on. powerful. That's than right. You. you can have your higher power could be Satan at some point. Satanist, oh, Satanist AA groups. That's crazy. There is a there is a branch of groups in um, of NA groups in uh, San Francisco called the Fuck God like Umbrella Group, and it's like a bunch of atheist focused. Um, any meanings. So what's their higher power than just like science? I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Science and their parents. Probably, trust, I mean, mostly the parents trust funds. Mostly the group. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like once okay. I, I found that like working the steps is a powerful enough experience that it's like, well, do you trust the process? Yeah. Do you trust that it works? Okay. Well, then maybe the process is your higher power. Mm-hmm. That's it. Easy. Whatever works. I'm real no bo- bullshit. I'm like, you don't have to believe in shit. I couldn't tell you what my higher power looks like. Yeah, to bring but. chicken to sacrifice to the meeting. Oh, you could yeah. eat sacrifices? I was just hoping there was chicken. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we make it fresh here. I was just going to say. Also, also, you if you are a food-motivated person, gay meetings have the best snacks mm-hmm. of any meetings. <laughs> they really do? Yeah, they I, uh, fucking bring a spread. <laughs> I, found, I found a Methodist church in Buena Park that was just the sweetest old Mexican ladies and like, oh, yeah. some guys sitting around the table, and they brought in... Like uh-huh. a feast, mm. mm-hmm. but I couldn't make those because of 
DIY class stuff. I was only able to get to two. Yeah. Hours. That one was actually all right. See, so. a lot of times it's attraction rather than promotion. And if Asada gets you there, then like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fucking worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, so you went to this other program and stuff. Yeah, and that was the one that slapped the the, the ankle monitor where I couldn't yeah. drink. It's called the what is it? The scram. So I had the scram monitor. I had a patch. I'm, I don't do scram. drugs anyways, but I had that out. So I did. Wait, what's a scram monitor? Scram. It stands. Oh, it stands for something stupid. But it's it's uh, there's it's, there's the breath one. Mm-hmm. Or there's the one that goes on your ankle, and it actually vibrates about every 23 to 30 minutes to make sure there's no alcohol in your system. Do you so sleep through that? Yeah, it's it's easier to sleep through that than doing the other one where you got to blow into it every uh, four hours. What the fuck, dude? It, and it's super accurate. Like, I, if you use Wait, body it, it, wash that had alcohol in it, or if you use mouthwash and spill, it would like register like there's something in your system. And oh like, shit! So yeah. Wow. Jeez, I did not know that was a thing. Science. Yeah, so I did that for a year, but then I added on the additional month of sobriety. So I guess I had lucky 13 months of yeah. sobriety. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations, so did, Matt. Yeah, congrats. How did it feel? So oh, the first couple months, white knuckling it. Because mm-hmm. the problem, like I said, it's a lot of this stuff goes in what I, because AA is all about the big book. And, and yeah. a lot of that is taken into what I did. Okay. You know, um, but a lot of it is, it's more. And that's why I feel like super narcissistic talking about this stuff because it really is an inward lurking in yourself and it's all about yourself and correcting things and getting things dashed out. And it was learning that not everybody's a straight alcoholic. I'm not addicted to alcohol. There's different circumstances. There's different things to put Mm -hmm. myself in. There was a lot of bad learned behavior. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, college did not teach me how to handle alcohol correctly at all. No. Uh, We don't really teach in this country how to do that. Europeans have, like, a better relationship with alcohol. Because I went from not drinking, from getting kicked out of a Bible college and not drinking to, hey, never even fraternity, here's a bunch of shots, let's do keg stands, and let's drink until you throw up every night kind of situation. Like, the binge drinking that America does best. So, yeah, that's how I learned how to drink. Like, I came up, like, I'm so happy, like, watching people now sipping and enjoying craft beers when I see them or they're doing like cocktails because when I was coming up it was that year of like slamming down beers slamming down like yeah. the grossest shots imaginable yeah, yeah. Get, get there the quickest uh-huh. yeah exactly and then just going overboard everybody's out of their mind y'all remember, right. y'all remember Four Horsemen yeah oh yeah, <laughs> I think that may have been after my time. Oh no, that it was is. definitely during your time. Because I got clean in '02. Four Horsemen was uh, Johnny Jack, Jose, and oh, Johnny Jack. Oh, Jose, there's a name for that. Yeah, James. It was another guy name or Jose, something. Jose Johnny yeah. Jack, Jose Cuervo. There's a for anyway, but it yeah, tastes like fucking. It uh, tastes like jet I would, fuel. I would love that. I yeah. loved. I loved like whiskey. Anything that burned. There was these whole gorilla fight shots and like fuck my life shots, which was 151 and Grand Marnier. Tasted like orange flavored gasoline. It was Barf. Just, Did you ever dude. have a, a lethal weapon? Yeah, or yeah. they had really gross ones. I I, I don't want you to look back <laughs> at this nice way. Like, no, I just they had one called the brain aneurysm, where like it looked like literally it was just crazy stuff. See, I was never this class. I never drank in bars, so I never knew the names of things. Okay. So like, what I would do is I would just like go to parties, and then I would like get my little punk rock pocket knife out, and I would like get the pour mechanism out of the bottle, and then I would just drink the bottle. Oh, oh so wait, I heard about the knife. I'm like, yeah. so you were shotgunning beers, but you weren't doing that. You were I wasn't. I didn't I didn't okay. care much for beer. I was mostly like a hard liquor person, but I did if I drank beers, I would try to drink Lucky Lager because you can never figure out the cap. Um but I didn't care much for beer because it gave me I've I have i have IBS and a gluten allergy. It gave no. me fucking oh, mud oh, butt. Oh, bad. Oh, I like so. I like to like Saint Polly Girl, which is the one that would give you the most mud butt. Ooh, that's not yeah. good beer. Same yeah. well, make the non alcoholic beer too, Yeah, well it's so gross. I yeah. never uh, yeah, duels, get the fuck out of here. I I, I miss when I have like euphoric recall, I always imagine the flavor of like 
Um, that's a great way of saying it. Euphoric recall. Yeah, that's really that's, what it is. So your brain will be like, so when it gets hot, like at the beginning of summer, my brain will say, you remember what ice cold scotch tastes like? Ooh, no. And I'd be like, yeah, that was nice. Thank oh, you yeah. for visiting. And then I just like <laughs> okay. pass it by. I'm just uh, like, mm. but that's how I drank. Was I drank like an old, like a 50 year old man. Which explains, like, which explains your yeah. dating habits. You were dating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I date, I, date, I, I date men that are kept it. that have literally been kept in a humidor. <laughs> like, hello, you know, and just with their monocles and whatnot. What'd you call Stuart earlier? Your gentleman. He's been a gentleman <laughs> since he was a toddler. For yeah. sure. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. It's because at 36, you can't be like, wait, wait. And I was talking to another comedian, and she goes, "Well, the gentleman, gentleman, the gentleman in my life." Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. That's right? hilarious. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. If you're only holding an umbrella outside on Madison Avenue, you know what? I'm allowed. Listen, I'm allowed a little. I just went on a private jet and knew me. Knew That's that J Lo's they smell. Yeah, J Lo blessed me with uh-huh, a side uh-huh. eye, and I am now fancy. You're Absolutely. gonna have to deal with this new reality. Um, yeah, two months from now, it's gonna be still the same stuff. <laughs> Oh my God, man, I need a Red Bull. <laughs> um, so, Melissa, we're going to ask you some questions yeah. that are kind of designed from the 12 steps, but mm-hmm. they're not like 12 step questions, if that yeah. makes any sense. So don't yeah. don't be afraid. You don't have to run out of here. Oh, I'm not going to do I'm not afraid. Of, here's the thing. I just, I didn't find meetings that I fit in so well. I know. And I and, wish and I was still living there. the ones I went to, I got there. preached at pretty hard about certain yeah. things. And I, I, I found, I found, I found, uh, first off, the great thing I found about all this is there are so many great sober comedians that you can turn into a support group. Guys like that. Yeah. They all have or, meetings up here. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's like, I think a comedian's meeting. On. Well, remember, I think I hit you up originally. Uh-huh. About how would I get one started in Orange County? And you're just like, yeah, you we, just, we, we had, a, I asked you a bunch of questions when I just first started. All what you stuff. do, if you start a meeting like that is you go to central office, you, you just register oh, yeah, but, the meeting. But I, yeah, but I think my whole thing was like not through actual AA, but yeah, I, I don't you. know, man. Yeah. I don't know. A I don't coffee know. pot and a room, okay. I suppose. But how do you experience surrender? Um, surrender, like with my alcohol, because I mean, we just talked just about how, life. like, I actually did like physical surrender. I had to put my hands behind my back. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like legit mm. surrender myself, especially because with the with the the meaty arms of yours. You yeah. Guys, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's actually in the the bit is <laughs> I, I couldn't <laughs> get my get arms behind my back. He actually cut me up front, which was handcuff extensions. Like they have. Yeah. he didn't have the extender, so I actually got the the extenders. Extenders. Yeah. <laughs> They're real dicks about it if they don't have like. Yeah, the, they are. Yeah, they can. They're well, yeah. they're not the nicest people. When you're I, going to jail, no, I can, they're not I can supposed just, to be. No, I don't think so. When I was arrested, I was they were actually kind of nice to me because I was arrested for violence. Mm, I got in a fight, um, but they were they I was got arrested it. for violence. <laughs> Did, that that Raiders it? jacket makes so much a lot yeah, more yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm like one part bougie white lady and one part cut you chola. Like oh, I nice. will, yeah. So, um, but are you talking about like surrendering my will? Something like that. Yeah. Like, well, you just said sure. surrender. That's very vague. I know. That's the <laughs> like, point. Okay. Wherever you take it, wherever uh, you take it. Well, yeah, I, I, I had to surrender what I what I thought was my perceived stuff. I, I, I was always the party guy. Yeah. And 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 giving up what I thought that persona. I surrendered that persona. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to quote movies, but like, you remember like uh, wedding crashers when he's like in, he's in the bars, the old guy, it's Adam Sandler and like his brother or brother-in-laws and they're in the brother's draws dressed like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He goes, he goes, this is the most lonely thing ever. You don't want to be the 40 year old guy in the bar. And I oh, the at, wedding planner. Oh yeah. Was that what it was? The wedding p- singer, right? Wedding singer. Jeez. Yeah. 
My bad. Wedding singer? Yeah. One of the yeah, wedding, but like that, wedding like I saw it not that like a couple years ago. And I'm like mm-hmm. that hit home because like you know I'm in my late 30s. I'm that guy mm-hmm. in a bar mm-hmm. trying to like pump it up and go crazy. Yikes. And I don't want to name out. There's like certain comedians well into their 40s that are trying to still be like the party guy. <laughs> Woo! And you're like, okay. and you're just like, come on, man. You know your knees <laughs> don't have cartilage anymore, yeah, bro. Exactly. Like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> stomping up and down the bar, he's like chanting things. Yeah. And he's like. I mean, they're laughing, but they're not laughing with you. <laughs> you know, it's right, like, so. Yeah, right. You're like one DUI away from a fedora. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Is that what it is? Triple DUIs? It makes you, oh, dude. I, I can look at the fedora bonus. Guy. <laughs> fedora plus those give... bowling shirts. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh First no. off, at least you know what they are. And loafers. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, they were freak shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's interesting. Like, what? how do you experience, what has been your most insane moment in your life? I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, just with around alcohol and like people like watching someone dying from like, what's the Ooh. let's go with yeah, I don't know what's at the front of your brain, yeah, from I mean, like, well, the cra- I mean, craziest moment, man, these are the things I wasn't ready for. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, no, it's I, I mean, we could talk about my I was with a friend who again, this was, this was drinking related, this was mid early 20s. So we were at a house party somewhere, and this is like house parties like back then were like everything was street like rap parties. And he had some, he had never really been a drinker, and he had something in his system where it didn't process alcohol well. And he took five shots real fast, like shots of like some garbage whiskey. Yeah. Had a seizure, went to the hospital, ended up dying. Whoa. And we were like, we were all around that. And like, of course, like, why am I not watching it then? It's always like hindsight. Yeah. Like maybe that should have been like a sign. But that was like a crazy intense moment. Like yeah. if we're talking about stuff like that. Um, I mean, we. I was. I was sharing in a meeting today about how we are in these insane situations, and our brains tell us this is normal. It's the survival instincts in mm-hmm. our brains, and we have to. One of the things about getting clean or staying clean or making big changes in your life, even if you're like not a clean person, is understanding like the difference between an insane situation and a rational situation, and how we're just wired incorrectly. And that's, wow. yeah, and yeah, meditation helps a lot with that for me. Ooh, what are your meditation get downs? Uh, my get downs. Um, my med- as, as far as I do, I, I, uh, I actually have, I, this sounds really stupid. Um, there's a meditational uh, book that I found and it's, it's just, it's just a guy, it's just drowns out everything. Is it like five minutes in your body or whatever? Or so, one of those? So, something like, I can, yeah. it, I, I literally found it through this group. The guy like linked this. Just, and so it was one of those things where it's, it's one of those, I can just, cause I'm, I didn't realize this until doing like all those self reflection. I thought I was just like this crazy energetic dude. I, I yeah. found out I'm like a very anxious person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most. And that's of why are. I was drinking to like combat that when I was in big situations. Of course. Yeah. Um. So that was always like my trigger. Like if I was like in a big party situation, I'd get super anxious, and then I'd start throwing the booze to kind of keep up with it, yeah. so I could keep the energy with the room. So what I do now is I, I well, especially if like before a show. Like, I don't like to like listen to music or listen to comedy like before a show. I like to like kind of get into, I don't like a zone, like like you look kind of like a mental place. Yeah. yeah so same. just any, anything where like there's going to be like an anxious feeling. So like if I know I'm going to like a big party or something, like I'll, I'll kind of sit there and I do between 10 to 15 minutes of just like almost almost like relaxation. Yeah. Just to kind of bring like the, the energy down and like kind of mellow things and then hold that feeling so I don't have to go like crazy. That's beautiful. I like that. Oh, oh. you got a new tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tools for coping and stuff. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then realizing because and the thing when all the AA meetings I went to, they kept forcing the fact like you're an alcoholic. I'm like, well, I just made bad decisions under alcohol. Yeah. And like I can sit down with a glass of wine and, and not need more. I found out I was addicted to the party more than I was the alcohol mm-hmm. itself. So yeah. that's what helped, it's helped me stay 
on the moderation kick I've been doing. Well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, for I was talking to somebody today. I was like, it's it's a self-diagnosed disease. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, it doesn't help us typically. Um, there is there are some doctors out there that would say like that when you get to a point, there's like a line that you cross that you're not okay to like evaluate those decisions for yourself anymore. Like the Britney Spears level where they've mm-hmm. like taken away your right to make those decisions. Yeah. But um, when you're at the intervention level, but in general, like we are a self-diagnosed disease and it, if you want, I was definitely a problem drinker and I abused alcohol really mad. Yeah. But, and, but and to it, the point where it's completely taken over my life and where I, I completely depended on right. it, I wasn't there yet. And that was my problem is I kept getting – like they kept forcing like that. that's your situation. It's, it's an all or nothing. I'm like, but aren't we as humans can be stronger and change things? Yeah. I mean, well, I and know. if you – by the way, and if you get to a point where you – it is – out of your you because now you have that because here's the thing no matter what that's dui classes are gonna fuck up drinking if you go crazy oh absolutely yeah so like if you start to like slip into your addiction you there are resources i'll clue you in a couple of really cool gay and lesbian meetings out there they'll love you they'll be like oh hey daddy but you'll be like fun (laughs) um that's a bear coming after you. Yeah, that's, oh, for yeah. heaven's sake. Is it bear and bear? I thought I was going to go for an otter and cub. Yeah, I, I, keep yeah, I don't know. Really. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's some like good meanings out there. But um, burr, 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 what was I going to say? Um, what is your, like, how do you make decisions in your life? Um, Especially now. Uh, I found out the other day, we did this this weird thing at work the other day where the, you, there's people that are researchers, there are people, there, there are people learners, there's like, book learners, and then there's action learners. So every decision I make is always based around an action in my life. Mm-hmm. So if it like, like, for example, if I'm going to get on a show, there's like a certain action, that, you know, um, I really don't know how to answer this. Like That's how, okay. how do I, uh, what was the whole question? How do you make decisions in your <laughs> make life? Make decisions? I, uh, what's your play by play? Honestly, a lot of it's just, it's, it's all action based. So depending on what's in front of me is how I, it's reaction based is what it is. Mm-hmm. My decisions are based on reaction versus, and it's learning how to like make a better reaction for my decisions. Yeah. So, so let's say I'm going out tonight. And we're going with a bunch of guys, and it's going to be like a crazy party, and something's going on. The reaction to that is is going to be how I make my decisions. So I'm going to see what's going on, and then my reaction is yeah. decision based. I get it. Okay, because there's a lot of people that are like their decisions. Like they like to plan things out. They yeah. Like to, they like to over organize or analyze stuff before. I, I'm just kind of in the moment when I make my decisions. I I am always trying. I would like to be the kind of person who plans things out. But if I'm super planning things out, I'm crazy anxious about it. Like it's a road usually, trip, I can plan how to get there because of GPS. But that's about yeah, that. That's about, <laughs> that's about the extent of my yeah. Like, planning is hitting an app. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm never like I'm the perfect person to be like, hey, bitch, come and fly this plane and do this thing because I won't question it. I'm just like, yeah, okay, you got a plan. Mm-hmm. I'll follow you. I'm like yeah. that's fine. You know. I, I totally get that. What is the most interesting thing you learned about yourself in your brief 13 months? Of sobriety? That is pretty brief, actually, if you think about it. I mean, in the course of everything. Um, compulsion versus addiction. I, I was a, a big one I found out. Because everybody talks about addictions versus compulsions. Like, 
I found a lot of stuff is a learned behavior more mm-hmm. than it was. Because uh, immediately when you go into this, I'm like, well, I'm genetically disposed to have this, this, and that. Because my, my mother's mother was like a uh, like an alcoholic. Yeah. And she had a lot of problems. So like genetically, it's in there. Yeah. My whole family, both sides. Okay. Just all the way up. Mm-hmm. All addicts. My dad's side, they drink, but they do it in like a moderate way. It's yeah. not Nothing's out of control. It's not like a take over your life situation. Yeah. Um, so I just, to me, it's, it's learning this past sobriety was like learning ways to combat the behavior I was already doing. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, cause I, I didn't want to give up having like a beer at the 4th of July mm-hmm. because it, to me, but I, at the same time, I, I did want to give up all those crazy party nights. So I wanted to find yeah. again, what I call the, the moderation somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it was learning how to actually create behaviors that allow me to get that end goal where I'm not going out of control, but I can still keep myself in line. Yeah. Instead of having a beer, I just have a second hot dog. (laughs) I'm already having that second. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not soaked in beer. (laughs) Oh my God. So how do you deal with fear and anxiety? Oh, I'm not good with anxiety at all. That's um, like I said, to me, it was the meditation helps a lot with that Mm -hmm. fear. To me, it's more anxiety based, right? I'm not really afraid of stuff as much as I am more anxious anxious yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's always the unknown is the one that I have the hardest time with as far as like anxiety stuff going into certain situations that are like, like, like that's one of the things like I noticed, like I used to think I was scared to get on stage and what I was is I was just excited. Yeah. Like let's get on stage. Like yeah. that's all that it's is. It's so exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I still get like that little, you know, I still got like my pregame ritual. I got to do like that little like pee squirt thing before you go on stage. So, <laughs> Are you going to squirt one out? Yeah. Just a you know, <laughs> I've done, I think I've done that one too. I've definitely done a lot of like, oh, if it's a big show or a big mm-hmm. thing, I'm yeah, like I'm pee a lot getting, cause the last thing you want to do is be on stage and be like, I gotta pee. But I, I try to take that. a big one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Every big show I've ever done, every roast battle, everything. I've always taken a big one right before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to know who ruined the bathroom before a show, it was Alex. I usually go to the Andes because I'm a classy man. You're a classy yeah. man. Okay, good to know. Got good standards. To know. Good to know. <laughs> standards. Um, what is your... But I, I rationalize it more than okay. giving into it. Okay. So explain that. Um, I, well, here's the thing. So it's not... I don't want to get like psychobabble. Well, fuck it. Like, if it. you're going to get psychobabble, this is the place. But what I'm... Uh, here's the thing. So I'm able to recognize it a lot more than okay. I used to be. So I'll see what's going on. I'll be like, well, this is why you are getting anxious or this is what you might be afraid to do. Okay. So uh, for a perfect example, I, I've had issues with my roommate lately and I don't do well with conflict. So I was able to take the anxiety yeah, of that conflict. Yeah, you're a big sweetheart. I can imagine. I was able to take the like anxiety that, like, of that yeah. conflict that I was going to have with him. I rationalized him and mm-hmm. I sat down and I, you know, I, I got on point what I needed to do. Yeah. Okay. So that's just something like recent, but yeah. Good for you. That's so hard to learn. It is so, it took me years in recovery to even learn that. Like the, the other day I had to tell my boyfriend, cause he's very robotic. I had to tell him, I understand it's hard for you to express joy sometimes and to experience it. But when you don't experience, when you don't express it for me, it makes me feel like you don't have I love it. hearing this cause I know who your boyfriend is and I can totally see. <laughs> he was like, beep, boop, boop. like um, <laughs> I will load that in my programs. Um, yeah, he definitely. And he, he did say, he was like, Oh no, I totally have joy for you. I just, I, you know, I just forget like, and I, I don't want to give, I don't, I don't know if we're to name dropping everybody who's no, your boyfriend is, but I remember I it was about, one of those Fresno shows we were Stuart. at. <laughs> Stuart. Mm-hmm. And he went to Berkeley for like, 
linguistics. Uh, linguistics. Yeah, linguistics. Right. Language. He went for language. Which department. is a study of pastas. Not yeah. linguine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, yeah, he went to school for language. So yeah, he, yeah, he's just. Which to me is like the perfect. I know. He's so cute. Out, yeah. He's so cute. He's just like, just trying to have a human experience. <laughs> yeah, my little Wally. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> you called Stuart Wally. I don't, but I do now. I just called him now. Don't tell him. He's going to get upset. He does not listen to the podcast. If he listened to this podcast, he would have called me out months that's ago. Oh, um, so Stuart's Wally. I he's see a that. little Wally. <laughs> okay. Um, Put a sweater around his shoulder. <sighs> listen. It takes all types. Um, moving on. Uh, what is the most, um, the thing about yourself that you learned that you wanted to change the most? Uh, so, well, there's a couple things I wanted to change. First off, just my lifestyle in general. Uh, it was one of those, I, I always had that mind of like, live fast, die young. The problem is, the problem is wow. I, was, I wasn't dying young. So. Well, that's what the art piece was about. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the art piece was about. <laughs> I want two horses sauces. <laughs> You've listened to one too many Don- Lana Del Rey albums. <laughs> uh, uh, so true. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it really was me, like just changing the lifestyle in general, eating yeah. healthier, getting rid of like the all the garbage I was doing. Yeah, both like physically and mentally. Yeah. So there's like a lot of stuff like that. That I mean, as far as what I've changed, but the number one thing I wanted to change was that internal voice that said you have to be like the party guy whenever you go out. Yeah. You don't have to be anything other than you. Well, it was. It was was changing an identity. very difficult. Did you find that when you made a shift in the way that you behaved that people noticed? Yeah. um, This last 13 months has completely changed my inner circle of friends. Wow. That's growth. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's – and not just that, but people that are even in my life. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't – that don't even want to be around me anymore because I'm not like Aww. that guy who's going, well, this is good. That's good. You don't want yeah. those people in your life. It's True. Yes, man. N- not, yeah. I, was, I have like that, attachment was... disorder, so anybody who leaves my life, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a couple of felt like breakups. It felt like dude on dude breakups. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That's it was so like, funny. It hurt a little bit. I'm like, man, you were my bro. <laughs> it's yeah. like, That's so funny. <laughs> hey, bro, I don't like that you're not drinking so hard <laughs> anymore. <laughs> or, or just the other problem, too, is I got really honest really fast with, yeah. with myself and people. And th- th- that's that's. That might have been a little bit too pushy with something. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it can be really, it can be really off-putting mm-hmm. to to have somebody just be like, "I'm I'm famous for this one." If somebody tells me their relationship is their shitty relationship is shitty, I will tell them like, then, "Oh wow, it doesn't seem like this is going to change. How long do you want to do this for?" And they always look at me like, oh, "Like I slapped him with a fish or something." Well, you're also being <laughs> honest. The garbage relationship doesn't get better. No, it does not. It and, will... and, and these were garbage relationships, but friends instead of lovers. Exactly. Right? So, it's, it's the same thing. It's like you realize, oh, this isn't changing. How long do I want to do this for? Yeah, and like it's and not not like the uh, the prodigal son parable, but it was that whole situation where like, or better yet, Mike Mike Tyson said, like once 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 you uh, the money goes, so do the hoes. Like uh, these are my like bars. Was, bars. These were my bar hoes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd go out. There were all buying drinks. I'd buy way too much for everybody. You know, it just right. I wasn't the guy that would continue the party going, and they had a problem with that. And I'm like, well, this is yeah. first no, off. They're not drinking on your dime for, anymore. You know, well, not just that, but like, first off, I, I'm monitored sobriety, so you guys yeah. have to understand. Like, yeah. if I drink, I'm definitely going to jail. 
Like this is a court ordered situation. If right they now. can't be supportive of that, then fuck that was them. the other big thing is they they were like they weren't happy with the fact that I was trying to become a better person wow. because but, but we all know what that is. It makes yeah. them it makes them have to reflect inward mm-hmm. on themselves, and nobody wants to look at that. Right? I got that with my codependency, and I quote: "I'm all about you getting boundaries and taking care of yourself or whatever, but you're boring now, and that's why we replaced you with this other person." That was literally a thing that my two friends said to me, and I was like, at first I lashed out, and then I was like, you know what? I really don't like that you just said that. That but wasn't it's, cool at all. That's not cool. And what I didn't yeah. understand is I didn't change the places I was going. I just changed how I was conducting myself in those places. Exactly. You don't change wow. the places. You don't change the friends. But when you change your behavior, suddenly all that becomes inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'll say one thing, Matt. Congrats on your backbone. Oh, I got mine recently, too. You did? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. When you become sober and you're not raging and you're not just buying drinks for everybody and having a good time, people do the same thing they were doing to you. And it feels so much better when you can say, go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. (laughs) You have such an aggressive way. I'm so aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) But that's not a bad way to be sometimes. You know, it's it's obviously a wall. It's defense mechanism. We're going to break it down later. But no, it's of course. We'll break it down now. No. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, you're breaking let's it off, it, man. man. You were all nervous about you're, not you're having in the anything to say, zone. and let's you're fucking it. killing it. They, Whatever this DUI class was did their job. Well, it's, it was, <laughs> there was multiple levels of it. So there yeah. was there was the court-ordered classes through the right. – and this was the one that was the monitored one. And the, what I liked about it, it was uh, the same – well, there was people coming in and out. Some would go to jail because the, the case didn't go well. But it, it was a lot of people in the same situation, multiple yeah. DUI offenders, a guy that had 14 DUIs, which – Wow. Dude, right? That's I mean, like I mean, over $100,000 worth of DUI. Easily. And that, that's also going back to like the 80s. He was an older guy. Like he was in like his 60s. But he had just gotten his – 14th DUI. Back when like, DUIs cost thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, you had to give two handshakes and like yeah. <laughs> the judge a wink and he got out of them. I promise thing. I will never do it again. Uh-huh. And but a thousand hail marys. But like it was, it was the group itself was led by facilitators that had um, ways of giving you coping mechanisms. You know, the, the meditation stuff like that stuff. Meditation. And they, some of them brought in some psychobabble stuff that, and we saw some ridiculous TED talks. I'm not gonna lie. So it wasn't. A, it wasn't 100 awesome. Did you watch? But, my therapist and I were just. Did you watch the one on resilience? Uh, we watched the one multiple times. Is that the one where it's the? Uh, I think he's like an Indian guy, but he like lived in Detroit and like no, literally his scrapes on his arms because he was a hairy and he literally crawled across broken glass to try to get help to get sober. It's a, it's a touch. I might have heard that guy actually Damn. speak at a convention. Yeah, but a lot of it was about ways in which to you know, change your, your thought process the way you look. Yeah. So there's, and then there was the group thing. So there's a lot of group discussion, um, a lot of people in the same situation where we don't know if we're going to go to jail or not, or if we're already gone through the jail and this is still court so ordered. Yeah, had a lot so. of fear around that. Cause living with that anxiety of it was, jail or no jail yeah, is pretty I actually, scary. I actually had a two, three months of like. Yeah. I did a show things. in with, you did, you booked me on one of your shows and you were like, I don't know if I'm going to go to jail yeah. next month. Yeah. And it, like, but that was how it was no every what. month for nine months. Like oh. I don't know if I'm going to jail. I wow. don't know if I'm going to jail. Brutal. So, and it would have been a long time too. Cause that judge was ruthless. Wow. It would have been 120 days minimum. She ain't fucking around. Wow. Yeah. That's a, hey, I respect it. Like she ain't fucking around. But at no. the same time, if you could 
get people into drug and alcohol programs and teach them some skills, the recidivism goes down. Which is why I've been, I, I, I saw you guys had them on here. I don't know if you got a chance to work with some of the shows, but Zane Helberg is doing oh, yeah. a great job. Mm-hmm. It's called, uh, what is it, uh, Left to Live? He yes, does, he does, Left to Live. Donate uh, to that, please. Yeah, Donate it's, it's, to Left to Live. It's a great nonprofit, but um, dude, he does a lot of great, like we've been, I've done to a bunch of them, but it's it's rehabs, it's uh, mm-hmm. sober living places, a bunch of places yeah. where people that could use a laugh really get a laugh out of it. So yeah. It's, it's fun. It's it's a real, like, if you want to find out your metal as a comedian, go into a living room and start doing comedy for people detoxing. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're like, I'm sorry, you have to turn off Shameless. We're going to do. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, what is your experience of forgiveness? Um, well, the biggest one was learning how to forgive myself. Mm. Uh, that's, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people doing things to me that I, I was, it was more of me doing things to myself yeah. and also forgiving myself when, uh, not only for messing up and, and, you know, getting a second DUI, but learning how to forgive myself for things that are going to happen in the future. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there, you know, so, uh, for, for a great example of this, I don't, because I hadn't been drinking for 13 months, I didn't know where my tolerance was anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing. That's how heroin my, addicts die. They quit and they relapse. And well, yeah, then they, they go back. Fucking... And that's how they die a lot, too, yeah. right? Because they mm-hmm. go back to those big hits. So yeah. I went out with the buddies. It was an Uber situation, obviously not driving. Mm-hmm. And I had five beers, which back in the day, water, you know, dropping the yeah. bucket. But yeah. that night, I was like, I was I was, I was, was wasted. I'm just going to say, like, I got wasted. Because I was like, oh, five beers is fine. And then it was being able, like, okay, well, here's the thing. Obviously, you, 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 your tolerance you, levels changed. Your tolerance level, you kind yeah. of fucked up. Me trying to get back to where I, I, I want to. The whole point of this is be normal again. Mm-hmm. It's not being out of control, rager, yeah. and it's not being like a teetotal. I want to be in the middle. I want okay. the the moderation thing. So it was that forgiving myself for going overboard, and also like learning how to in advance if something like that happens. It's not the end of the world kind of situation. You can yeah. always one day at a time, right? It's like yeah. it's like running a five k. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know what that's like, but yeah, you, yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, what's did you have to make any amends, like any apologies to people? Um, the most I really apologize to my family. That was one of the good things that's come out of this is my relationship with my family is super tight now. Oh wow! Um, because they 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 saw. I mean, comedy takes you away from a lot of things. Yeah, it pursuing really this does. takes you away from family. Takes you away from friends. It takes you away from relationships. Yeah, um, and that's why I see comics dating comics. I'm like, what are you guys doing? What weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. With you. I'm joking. That's with why you, you got to get a gentleman. That's something you need to find yourself a gentleman. But on top robot. of that, they saw because there was towards by. I mean, I was getting pretty. Uh, what's the word? Not frustrated uh but when i was around them i was very irritable because if i wasn't drinking right around them because you know and so that was causing a rift and some definitely some relationships with my parents and mm-hmm. uh, my brother's sister mm-hmm. so when that came and then not just that but they rallied around me through all this they actually helped me with a couple of things and stuff like that to go through it but it's brought us a lot closer as a family oh so i mean it's you know it's one of those good things that's why i'll never make it in comedy i get parents to support me like what am i doing right they love you and you will you are making it you are making it it's it's really easy for us to wake up every day and be like i'm not enough in my career shit but you're making it you have fans you have fucking killer shows you Mm -hmm. travel around you do comedy you're doing that you're doing it you have people in comedy that love you yeah you know what's okay 99 dumpster fire i'm on it i will not tell i'll tell you when we're off mic who said this but 
but um uh like a headlining comic was like yeah man like i never have fans in like nice cities i always have friends at places like fresno and bakersfield <laughs> i was like i looked down i was like hey me too <laughs> i was like yeah it's like the only place i ever get spotted when somebody yeah. was like hey were you at rose battle i'm gonna like, like oh, random yeah. spots in arizona and reno let's go everybody. yeah i was i was like you know it's it's fine because that's where the people that's where and not that if you're from those areas i love you you know i love you and you also know that i'm from garbage place so i'm not i'm not throwing stones i love your city trust me but um fucking like that's where people need to laugh that's why they're such a good audience because they know how to fucking laugh that's the other thing too they're there for and you'll still get the tightness if you go a little if you push on them too hard but yeah once you're outside of like, well, I even find San Diego to be a great city to go do drugs. Absolutely. They yeah. That's they're a party city. They're just mm-hmm. all about, and I always tell them, I'm like, especially the only time I've ever seen, and I've struggled with this is when you go dark in San Diego. I, so I have to always preface it with like, I know you guys just, you know, zip lined here. You drank a kombucha, mm-hmm. you did yoga, you're living <laughs> your best lives in summer camp city. But like, <laughs> And then they laugh. I'm like, I know what you're about. You're a party town. And then, also, let's talk about my broken vagina. And then we do that. So, <laughs> Sorry, I, ta- I keep talking for you. No, you... no, no. I was going to talk about your broken vagina and you did it for me. So oh, thank you. Great. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Um, what is... <laughs> yeah, me too, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> um... All right. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, listen. So this guys... podcast is called Anna Talks, Alex Listens, and there's a guest that answers. Is that what uh, <laughs> Okay. I'm going to just shut the fuck up. I'm just going to ask you questions and shut the fuck up. Solid review. <laughs> How do you maintain your um, daily routine? That's really a good question. Uh, luckily, I have a killer job that lets me keep a routine. Okay. Um, Monday through Friday, I start work at 6 a.m. I'm out by 2. There's usually a nap involved. I didn't get it today because I drove out to here. But, and then I go out and do. So my, my day-to-day routine is very much – it's almost like a dog. You know like a dog will wake up and it needs to get fed at a certain time and bedtimes. I'm very much – I'm not a structured person at all. But I've been able to structure enough to where I can make money during the day to pay for all everything I want to do. And then I'm able to get out, you know, five, six nights a week to do shows and stuff. Wow. So I'm able. And then there's like a nap in there because I'm freaking 38. So you got to do something, right? Got to take a nap. Yeah. Well, I also don't get home or go to bed until like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And you and wake I, up at what? Five? No. 5:30? Well, that's what's great is I can work remote from home. So I can oh, literally, you literally, literally, bitch. alarm goes off at 5.55. I stumble over to the desk, turn on my laptop, and I'm at work at six. Wow. So You're, I mean, you yeah. are living your best life. <laughs> right. Well, as much as I can, right? Well, how do you mean? And then, and then routine right now, especially, I, I don't want to get into it, but like yeah, diet, do it. dietary yeah. food, like, okay. you know, X amount of meals in a day. I cook them at certain times, getting yeah. on that stuff. So it's all been just kind of keeping it going. What about your mental self care? Mental self care. Again, I should probably do better with that. Because that's, that's still kind of been up and down since this whole sobriety thing, everything has been around. Uh, again, when I see a need for it, I'll take time for my – there's like this last Sunday, I didn't even leave the house. I just stayed indoors, chilled. I watched some ridiculous documentary. I mean, just like gave me a me day just to kind of like – Of course. Things are getting super busy and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm just going to hang out today. This is my thing. I watched some dumb documentary called The Staircase. Have you seen that? No, but it sounds great. Dude, it's ridiculously good. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into what's it. What's the you... log line? <laughs> well, it's it's about some guy that supposedly killed his wife and then he gets released from jail because I guess there was a technicality. I've heard about mm. this. Have you watched Wild Wild Country? 
Yes. So yes. Good. It made me want to join a cult forever. Oh yeah. my God. Well, here's the thing. It makes you want to join a cult. And I was like, because I kept going like, well, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. And then <laughs> it takes that hard, dark turn yeah, sure like, does. so fast. And you're like, oh, it's you're awful. Like, you're like, well, I could see poisoning people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wildwood country is great. Um, what is, what, like, how do you emotionally care for yourself? Um, what psychobabble shit that they did they really teach you? The, the only psychobabble shit I really do is I don't do like daily affirmations. You know, I'm not like you can stewards, do it, but you can. Uh, most of my stuff is just being I, my. I'm trying to be more self aware with my emotional states. So okay. if if like I said, if I'm anxious, if I'm happy, if I'm angry, whatever it is, I wear my emotions on my sleeve anyways. Yeah. So it's not like I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm. Oh, I'm angry right now. Why I'm angry? So it's me just trying to take a step back and figuring out where I'm at emotionally versus reacting to it right away. It sounds Ooh. like they put they had you do behavioral dialectic therapy. Uh, well, a lot of it was very behavior based. Oh, so cognitive behavioral. Well, the, almost this whole thing for the whole year I was in it, like mm. I, it was all geared towards your behavior itself. Oh. Why are you doing certain things? Yeah. Why you know like and their whole thing too was like they we definitely had people in this group that were alcoholics. Their lives have been they could only. Like they were holding them by threads because they wanted to go get a drink so bad. And then we yeah. have people like where my shoes were, we have alcohol, what they call alcohol abusers. Mm-hmm. Guys that learned how like the party lifestyle, the binge drinking guys. Mm-hmm. Like a guy that could just sit down, have a beer and chill for months. But then the second he goes to a rager party, he's out of control because that's the yeah. environment he's in. So learning how to manage myself in those environments and being more self-aware and then the behaviors that go with them. You look like the kind of guy who's put a hole in a wall. Um. Not since my teenage years. I'm not an angry drunk at all. Not like an angry that like we had a friend. We had a big guy friend who like there were a couple of man sized holes in the wall because he had just fallen and just like <laughs> oh okay. and just oh, okay. completely I, uh, broken I have, through. I had like punches. I have fell into uh, the walls. <laughs> so the house I was living in in Bray before I moved in with uh, the roommate I have now. There was a weird staircase, and mm-hmm. I came home super hammered one night, and it was a wooden staircase, and I missed the second one. Tumbled down that, no. hit the wall, knocked out a window, knocked out a small window, and then no. fell forward, cracked two ribs as I broke their sh- the, the entire unit the shoes were on. No. My body plus gravity momentum. I, it's oh, like the juggernaut, so dude. It was not good. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, so loud. Smash. And And the problem is, like, it was one of those, like, not blackout. Well, that I kind of blacked out after that, but it was, like, not to the point where it was, like, the worst drunk, but it was, like... The whole house wakes up. What the hell's going on? All the roommates <laughs> run downstairs. I'm there, there in pain. Not really crying, but not really not crying. Yeah. You know, it's like. That's all. And know. I don't mean to. Fa- it's not. I'm not trying to fat shame you. You a BBW, man. No, I'm, you, I'm, I fat. No, there's nothing wrong with fat shaming. That's why I'm losing weight. You're supposed to fat shame people. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what? No, I want my heart to tick past 50. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. So. What is your relationship with your higher power like? Okay, so that's a really good question because okay. that goes on a bunch of levels. Uh, I had, before I even started comedy, before I came to California, super religious guy. I went to a Bible college, got Interesting. Out, I didn't know that about you. Know, you. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, in Tennessee of all places. I went to a place called Johnson Bible College. I think it's called Johnson University now. The reason I was there is there was a... There was a I'm per- just imagining wieners and Bibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, you beat, <laughs> me, you beat me to the punch. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 
I ended up it only lasted three semesters out before. So I used to be very into the Jesus thing and everything like that. And then and you're from out. Chicago too. Chicago, I lived suburbs of Chicago. Halfway through high school, moved to a very rural area of Tennessee where I learned how white people hate other white people. Wow. Um, that's a thing. I was from the north. They're from the uh, south. They're oh, still fighting yeah, the Civil yeah, War. Yeah. I had. A, that's why I don't have the hard Chicago accent anymore. Oh, so I dropped it there. And then, but from, you don't have the southern accent either. You're, oh no! You're like a TV in between. I I, I just couldn't non, pick non-regional. it up. Well, there were some twangy things I would say back then to like fit in. Yeah. But when I came out here, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. You take me out to the country, and I get I get my old mountain girl accent back real quick. <laughs> really? I'll be like, Oh hey y'all, what you doing? And I like I get a little twang. I get it. Yeah, and then so in Knoxville, I was doing stuff in uh, UT Knoxville because that's where I blew up my knee trying to get onto a football team there. And then um, I got into the Bible College. So all that stuff, yada, yada, I'm here. So my higher power, like I still have always had this belief in a God. Okay. I, well, and, but I also yeah. do it now from the, the more of a science-based thing. Yeah. Where like, uh, like energy is infinite and there's different dimensions. And basically there's a bunch of guys that took all these like high-end like physics and quantum physics and came and they were tasked with like Proving the existence of God and like a different, so they were able to do all. This. So there's definitely, I think there's definitely something that there's a grand scheme more than just whatever's out there. So there, there is a higher power issue, but with that, when it comes to sobriety, I am still completely will focused on myself. Oh, okay. So Wait, are you I, I saying tr- your God is Tom Cruise? No, no, no. There was oh. Zeno's not involved or anything. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I don't have crystals. Woof. There's no. Oh, okay. Woof. Yo, if you watch that documentary, um, uh, well, Going Clear. Yes. Oh, it's brilliant. It's the twenty. The first twenty minutes, you're like, this is a documentary, and minute twenty five, you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen, and I never want it to end. Okay, how do I? Anyway. Start? how do I get on this show? So yeah. with me, I know you're supposed to give yourself to surrender to a higher power. Yeah. I understand that, but for me, I'm still trying to find. Whenever it comes to that, instead of surrendering myself to a higher power, I try to find the strength inside myself to pursue through something because I don't want to have to keep falling back on something. Hmm. I want to be able to take the strength in myself and pursue through. And I know a lot of people use like, well, I'm taking the strength from a higher power. I'm I'm trying to take it through myself at this point still. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because in the 11th step, it's um, uh, through prayer and meditation, you see conscious contact. You pray for your higher power as well and the power to carry it out. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's well, yeah. Whether it's out of your big book or the Bible, yeah. or whatever it is, it's it's your it's you're surrendering your will and you're doing the will of whatever your higher powers, and yeah. that, that's what gives you the strength. Problem is, I'm not really surrendering my will yet. I'm trying to take that and try to pull myself up with it. Okay, so hey, whatever it, works. It, the end result, I think, is the same, except for I'm not going one way versus the other. Yeah, I get it. That's beautiful. What is, you're giving me a look. That's so funny. You're like, wait, what? Uh, It is beautiful because, you know, willpower does not work for me because my willpower, my, as they say in the rooms, my best thinking will like get me to burn the house down and like not have relationships with my, in my life and probably not have a career because I got something to say, you know, like I, I'm very good at self-willing my way into a corner that I can't get out of. Um, especially can't get out of without getting loaded. Um, but I will say that like for people who do have that self-reliant, you know, self, that ability to, you know, persevere without that, I respect it. You know, I totally respect it. I'm a community based person. I don't have that. I need people to lift me up. I'm the same way. I'm a people person, but I'm trying to become more self-reliant in ways like that. Yeah, but because because when you're a people person, but then the people you lean on are kind of lame. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that's when it's like mm. that's going back to like how I lost friends and situations. Yeah. That's when I realized I can't rely on a lot of people until I can rely on myself. Interesting. So, so you had you were like I got to get right here mm-hmm. before. Okay. And, and don't they teach that as well in uh, recovery? Like you need to get yourself better before you can get help get others better. Yes, absolutely. So. That's why the steps are in order, and that's mm-hmm. why when you get to that point, that's when you get to that twelve step, which leads us to our last question. Yeah. For somebody in your situation, which is very specific. And thank you for being so open about it. Oh, yeah. And this has been an incredible episode. I don't know if you Mm. know this, but this has been an incredible episode. You're fucking killing it. And again, what is this drug program that you were sent to? Because it's great. Oh, it was. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets something out of it. So, yeah. It's, it's, again, I I was in a place where I needed to get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I definitely saw I needed to make those changes immediately. And and kudos to you for doing it because it takes it, you were brave. You did the work. There are a lot of people, and we see it in comedy all the time, that are faced with a situation where it's like clearly something needs to change, and they go, "Well, no, I'm not going to change. I guess I'm just fucked. It's going to make I, me I respect funny. like you and Alex. I respect people that were able to do this without a court intervention. Like you guys actually saw <laughs> that you need to change this on your own before, like, hey. Going to jail for a while, or I can do this. <laughs> so it's- you can imagine how sad I was. If you can think about it, that's the level. I was court intervention sad. (laughs) I would have been insane. I would have been probably. I was there, I would have driven my car off a fucking bridge or something because I'm that level. I I like destruction. No, you would have texted your girlfriend until she killed you and it would have been justifiable. 65,000 texts. That would have been you first. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that was actually me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like just all these. Oof. I remember. Why don't you just stop contacting her for a couple of days, Alex? Yes. Let her breathe. Like, no, this thing needs to be done. I. I, I, No, she needs to understand. Okay. No. Oh, Alex, please don't. That's oh god. Yeah, I would have made us all look bad. That's it was terrible. terrible. Yeah. So I'm really glad I cleaned it up and I'm able to uh, change behavior. We were talking about behavior earlier, and uh, contrary actions have really saved my life because I don't know the best decision always, or most of the time. So I'm like, oh, let's just do the right thing, the thing that's supposed to be right. Let's treat her like an individual. I I don't own anything, especially not people. Oh. Yeah, so it's I, really hard for me to admit now. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time, Matt. Clark. I know one day at a time. So funny. Yeah. What is something you would want to give away, or a message you want to give away to somebody in your position? Somebody in my position. Oh man, there's <laughs> where I'm at now. Where I was at then. It's you can. It's it's a moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's time and money. If it, especially in my position, you're, it's you're taking, you're giving up of your time and your money for it. But you can change it. You don't have to go back towards it. You can yeah. become stronger as a person. Yeah. I, I just like if if someone in my position, if I went back a year and a half ago, or almost two years when all this shit was going down. Yeah, I I've, I, I would have given myself a different. Like you can you can you can find the strength inside yourself to get through anything. Yeah. And if you can't get it through yourself, there are then that was the good thing about it. Like I know AA is, it's designed to have like a group of people going through the same shit uh-huh. that are there to support each other. Yeah, I didn't fall into the AA's guidebooks as much as I wanted to, but I did find, especially with comedians, a support group of comics I could hit up. One of my one of my good friends, if you guys know Craig Conant, mm-hmm. yeah. hilarious guy, super sober dude. 
Uh, I, even me talking about going back to moderation, he looked at me scoffed. He goes, what the fuck has alcohol ever done for you that was any good? Like, I still have friends in my life that will challenge me even trying to do this because they see yeah. that there's a, there's other ways to go and about that's it. a fair question. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you... I just quoted back a really shitty thing. Oh, oh, the bottle, my greatest friend and my worst enemy. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's the thing of like... I the one thing I trust about you is you are so self-reflective that if you get to a point where moderation is no longer an option. Oh, I'm back in a sobriety kick for the summer too. Oh, nice. okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, maybe the end of August when I don't know why three fat white guys want to go to Fresno in August, but <laughs> <laughs> who are you going with? Uh, bring in Tim Groeschel. We're going to bring an OC <gasps> guy, uh, Jacob Sherman, to open with us. Okay, so if you're in the Fresno, uh, Bakersfield area, Clovis area, ba- Bakersfield mm-hmm. to Sacramento, uh, I think August 23rd to August 29th. Yeah, you have to see. These are some of the my three favorite humans on planet Earth. Very, very, very funny. I'm so glad you're getting Tim Groeschel out of there. Right? Like <laughs> he is the one of the best kept secrets in Orange County. He's the Tim funniest pers- person. Like yeah. he's great so, roaster too. Yeah, he's yeah. really, really funny. So um I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. But that is funny. You were too big. We're trying to figure out guys. what to call it right now. We're thinking about like the broken suspension tour. That's but, funny. Um But it's in the August, so it's gonna be definitely something gravy involved. The swamp Sweat ass tour. Swamp ass for sure. Sweat and gravy tour. Sweat and gravy. Sweat and sweat and gravy. Sweat and gravy. <laughs> Just three dudes sweat and gravy. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. Make sure uh, do you have a gym membership? No. Ooh, well, because I my apartment complex has one. Oh, so. okay. Well, we'll talk afterwards. I'll give and you I can, some. I can only do light exercise. I'll give you. Ooh, I'll give you my. Um, because I can uh, now aerobics. Only, yeah, I'll, <laughs> be the old ladies doing Zumba in the pool. Yo, I do aqua aerobics, and I swear by it's actually because I got my bad hip. You murder Arthur and the other Golden Girls. Right? I do. Well, it's so funny. You want to see those old ladies get pissed because I throw off the curve in the class, so like the, the teacher will push harder because I'm there pushing, and these old ladies are like. Like they're so <laughs> mad because they just want to sort of like flail, yeah. and I'm like, let's get some abs. Um, but uh, I'll share with you some of my on the road uh, tips. Yeah. If you're listening and you're a traveler and you also have like fucked up hips or whatever, or fucked up back or fucked up knees, resistance bands, very yeah. cheap on Amazon, and they fit in a suitcase. So that's my that's my weird health tip. Yeah. Um. Where can this again? This has been fantastic. Yeah. Where can people find you? They can find me on all social media at Mackle Comedy, website MackleComedy.com. Yeah, if you're uh, new in comedy pretty... in Orange County, uh, hit up Mackle's website. I was going to say, I keep an active list of all the non bringer and non pay to play open mics on there. We can get up every day of the week in Orange County right now, Monday through Sunday. Yep. It's pretty incredible. Times. And then we have some really killer shows out there, too. Yeah. No mm-hmm. excuses. No. no excuses. And uh, Alex, where can people find you? I'm on all social media at Dapper Duong, D-A-P-P-E-R-D-U-O-N-G. Yeah, and you can find me at Anna V is fun. That's Anna with two N's on Twitter and Instagram. No, I have not been on my Instagram in like a month because I'm taking a little social media break. Um, you can uh, reach me uh, at AnnaValenzuela.com. And uh, Alex, if nobody's told you this today, I love you, man. Hey, love you too. And this is sort of J-Lo. Yeah. Oh, J-Lo. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> and uh, Matt, if nobody's told you this today, I love you, man. We love you, man. Yeah. And if you're listening and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Bye. Yay. That was fun. That was good. Yes. You crushed it, man. Good job, yeah. 
I was just, I tend to talk too much when I'm really vibing off of what other people say, so I apologize. No, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> it's good, it keeps conversation flowing. Oh, that was really, really good. You're awesome. That was a bullet train. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to.